Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today, I've got Coach Jason McIndoo with me. Coach McIndoo is currently the Cowboy Backs coach at Oklahoma State. Uh, Before that, he spent time at Montana State as the offensive line coach from 2003 to 2014. Mount Spokane High School as the offensive line coach, and Lake Washington as the offensive line coach. Uh, coach McIndoo is a graduate of Washington State University. We're here in all Pac-10 honors in 1997. Uh, coach, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Tony. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So uh, first question I've got for you, and, and you know, looking at your bio, you, you've been a part of some great playoff teams, some great uh, bowl teams. Talk to me a little bit about how the offensive line played a part in the success of those teams? Well, I mean, let's, uh, let's face it. The, it all starts up front with the offensive line. So anytime you win a championship, it's, it's usually because you got five guys up front that are doing a heck of a job. So all those championships and everything I've been a part of, um, you know, we've had good lines up front and, and let everybody else do their jobs. Right. Right. That, I mean, it, it really is. So it, it is so simple. Just let, you know, let us do our jobs and, and, and trust that we're going to get it done and, and just kind of follow us because we're going to, we're going to lead you to the promised land. Yeah. I mean, I, I always felt like, um, you know, you got to have a quarterback, you got to have skill guys, you got to have a guy to run the ball, but if you don't have anybody blocking for him, right. And if you don't have anybody paving the way and giving that quarterback protection, then uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you got back there. It's not going to work. Right. So my first question for you, and this is kind of, I'm not trying to age you or age myself, but I'm, it's a little bit of a fanboy moment for me. Um, 1997, uh, my, my family had season tickets to University of Illinois, and I remember watching Washington State pummel University of Illinois uh, at, 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 you know, in Champaign. Talk to me a little bit just about kind of that that season in 1997. You know, obviously, Ryan Leaf was your guys' quarterback. You guys broke all sorts of records, went to the Rose Bowl. Uh, talk to me about that season and kind of what, what made it special for you and what you remember most about it. Oh, man, you just threw, threw it back right there in reverse. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, man. That's okay. Um, I'll, get that. I, I'll get that Illinois game. Um, yeah, that particular year was just um, – of all my years playing, that was, that was by far the funnest, uh, funnest year playing um, in my career. Just so many good things happened that year. Mm-hmm. Um, we could see it coming. You know, 96, we missed a bowl game. We, we didn't have a – you know, I think we went 
five and six or something like that. So we, we missed the game, but we knew we had a good team coming back and we knew what we had. And so we could see the writing on the wall. And I think one of the things that really propelled us that year was obviously Ryan was a, a Heisman hopeful and potentially having a great year. And, um, you know, and his, his struggles are well-documented, but back then, I mean, that guy could throw the ball, right. Throw the ball, you know, 70 yards flat footed down the field. So, I think that was a big part of it. We had uh, we had 19 seniors on that team on offense and defense, so it was it was just one of those perfect storms all came together. I mean, I think we averaged 50 points a game and over 500 some yards of offense per game. So, right. um, you know, just very prolific and a lot of fun to play with. Coach Price was a great coach to play for, players kind of guy. Um, so yeah, we just all played for each other. I think the the team chemistry was amazing. Uh, I remember. Uh, you know, defense give up touchdown. We'd say offense say, "Hey, no problem, man. We'll get it back." Or we'd right. turn the ball over and say, "Defense say, hey, no problem. We'll get it back." And so, just I never, I never really been a part of a team like that where it just it was clicked that so well. You know, and mm-hmm. I remember going in that you know the Illinois game, and uh, anytime West Coast teams go east, that's always a little more, a little bit more difficult. And uh, it was a morning game on top of it, so we were a little groggy coming out and just kind of stubbed our toe early on, just kind of dragging butt. To be honest with you, and then. We just kind of all rallied on the sideline and kicked it in gear and, and uh, you know, and then got the season ramped up and got going and, you know, ripped off a bunch of big wins. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously highlight of that season was beating the Huskies in Husky Stadium to go to the uh, Rose Bowl. Right. First time in 67 years at that time. So that was just unbelievable. So, yeah, just lots of cool stuff, lots of cool things that happened around that year. So, yeah. Like, like, like I said, that was kind of – that's when I really started to pay attention kind of to football. I'd sort of paid attention to high school or to college or to NFL football, excuse me, at that time. But I can remember going to that game and, and I, you know, I was a U of I fan. I mean, my family had season tickets. My, my sisters and mother went there, but yeah. I remember, I can distinctly remember going to that game and saying, this is going to be tough. Like these, like, have you never heard of this guy, Ryan Leaf? You've never heard of these, you know, they're, they're going to put it in, you know, they're going to put it on Illinois probably because Illinois was kind of, you know, they were sort of on the tail end a little bit. So, uh, I, yeah. yeah, I just – I remember that game, and, and um, it, it's one of those things that kind of sticks out in my mind. So so that so that particular year so, – so that year we had uh, – we had lots of different stuff going on there. We had, you know, Ryan Leaf, obviously, then the, the, the receiving core. They called them the Fab Five. Yep, I remember that. It was the Fab Five, and so along with, like, Michigan, you know, that was kind of spin off of them. So – so we didn't want to be up. We didn't want to, the offensive line didn't want to be up started. So we named, we nicknamed ourselves the Fat Five. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, we, had, we had four seniors and a junior that year, so we were super tight knit group. Um, and so we just had a lot of fun. We hung out a lot. You know, just like every, every offensive line out there, your best ones are. You know, those guys hang out. They do everything together. Right. So we just, you know, we're still contact. Tw- you know, all these years later and. Um, and then we, we ended up making Fat Five T-shirts. I, I, I was I was an artist on the side, so I I did this caricature of all five of us. And um, the equipment room ended up selling. And I wish we could go back now and get royalties. You talk about like you know college college athletes to get likeness getting paid for. You couldn't right. do it. Back then. And I can maybe I can maybe I can go back now and get all the royalties. But they would. <laughs> so the equipment guy they ran with it, man, and they printed off all these T-shirts, and it was the fastest selling T-shirt. They couldn't keep it in stock during like game game weekends and stuff. Oh so. wow, that's awesome! <laughs> so good so, time. So actually, no, no, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I just I googled this while you were talking. You can still find pictures of it online. So it's it's there are 
there is documentation and evidence of that shirt. You can find it online. So uh, there you go, Fat Five shirt. Yeah, I, you, might, I that. you might see I some. Yeah, you might see some online coaches stealing that this upcoming season. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, obviously, looking at your bio, you, you spent a lot of time coaching the offensive line. Uh, you know, spent a lot of years in Montana State, um, and now are coaching the Cowboy backs at Oklahoma State, which you know, for you guys, is sort of a tight end slash fullback uh, hybrid. Talk to me a little bit about that transition, and and if you had any um, any struggles, I guess you know, kind of making the switch from O line to more of a you know a big skill position. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I remember when I first got the job here in Oklahoma State. I, I'll be honest with you, I had to start kind of figuring out what the what I was going to do for drill work, you know, mm -hmm. and, and um, obviously well versed in run schemes and run fits and all that kind of stuff. And I was going to do run game, but just what to do, you know, route running and ball drills and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I really feel like transitioning into this this cowboy back position, this hybrid position, has been it's been a great professionally because you know obviously you're branching out you're able to do more things in the past game and learn more about that stuff and so right. um so that's been really good um you know I'll be honest with you the coaching o-line and playing o-line um that's one of the reasons why i'm here at oklahoma state because coach coach gundy wanted to bring that blocking element to the offense uh traditionally been an air raid system with the outside receiver coach and inside receiver coach and so i wanted to, to kind of switch it up and add that this hybrid tight end fullback position uh, to the offense which I would say that we're an 11 personnel spread air raid concept kind of um, offense tempo. You know, we play as fast as you can go. Mm -hmm. Really, really the, what this position allows you to do is create mismatches. So, um, but then, you know, add that three man surface side to the run game. And, and let's be honest, um, it, the tight end fullbacks making a resurgence because people are figuring out two open edges. Isn't that cool to run, <laughs> try to right. run all the time. So, you start adding tight ends and wings and fullbacks in the game, then, you know, you're, you're adding an extra element, three-man surface side, and you're plus one blocking on that side. So, um, so that's, that's why I'm here transitioning. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, I coach these guys like I coach the offensive line. I'm, I'm, I'm always talking about being the hammer, not the nail. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, you know, I always talk about starts up front of the offensive line. Well, you know, here I talk about, it, you know, you got to dominate the edge. You can't dominate the edge. You can't run, you can't run on the perimeter. We, right. You can't. You can't block a defensive end and pass protection. You can't, you know, pull on counter or split flow zone or be physical in the run game or be physical in the perimeter. Get out there on a the corner and smash that guy right in the face and, and drive his little butt in the ground. Then guess what? They'll be in 10 personnel. We won't even be on the field. So, right. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a job. So, right. And, 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 you know, you talked about everyone kind of getting it. It's sort of, it, it almost feels like everyone's sort of transitioning to, to what you guys do, you know, having that hybrid type player that can play you know, can be an inline tight end or can, you know, line up maybe even in the slot and could line up in the backfield with his hand in the dirt. And so um, it's, it, you know, that's just the ever kind of evolution of the, of the game, it, it, you know, in a way. Um, so it's absolutely, cool. yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you have an ability to play fast, you know, let's face it, people, you know, you're tempoing, they can't substitute now. So that's, that's your advantage. Mm -hmm. So then if you can take that guy and you can line him up, defense is setting their, their formation, they're setting their strength off the tight end. So now he's a, tight end on the left and he's a fullback and then he's the number one receiver on the right and then he's the number three receiver on the left and then his inline tight end on the right. I mean, you're just, you just – you force defenses to play base. They can't substitute and you're creating mismatches. Right. Yeah, and that's what the, – that's the name of the game right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, kind of a bonus question to that. How much, how much time during the week do you guys as a group spend with the offensive line? Um, and how much time do you guys spend apart? You know, is it, is it kind of a, a 50, 50 split or are you, are you one or the other more than, than, than something else? Well, that's a great question. That's probably been one of the big questions uh, during the COVID here when I've been doing clinics and, and uh, zoom calls, that's probably how everybody, how do you, how do you manage your time? So mm-hmm. I always say, number one, I don't have enough time. <laughs> I, I always felt like as an offensive line coach, offensive line coach in general feel like they have no time between run blocking, pass blocking, play action pass screens, uh, draws, you know, drop back passing game. They're, I always felt like there was no time, but let's face it. I mean, O-line coaches, you get, you get pre-practice, you get special teams time. You're not involved in special teams. So you can kind of, you can kind of grab time throughout practice. And so there really is some downtime there in practice to, to get some more time. Mm-hmm. So in this big skill position, this hybrid position, there is no time. I have, I have four individual periods and everybody wants you. So I got to go with the quarterbacks for, for a little bit. And then, I get my own individual, and then I have to go with the offensive line. So before you know it, your your time just dwindles. Now the good thing is I only have, I only carry. You know, I've got six to seven guys in my room, so I only keep four guys up. So I'm working with four guys instead of fifteen to eighteen offensive linemen all the time. Right. And so logistically, my drills go a lot smoother, a lot quicker. I can cover a lot more ground, but I try to break my endo up into uh, you know have it. So I'm I'm always trying to work multiple drills, move on to the next one. Um, one hard part is that, you know, fullbacks and tight ends, I got six, two guys and I got a six, seven tight end. So, um, you know, body type wise, uh, I coach everybody the same way though. So everybody plays fullback, everybody plays wide receiver, everybody plays tight end. So I, I go through every drill and I rep everybody, whether they are the main guy or not that way. Is, that way. So when they come across the situation, they're prepared and they're ready to go. Right. Or try to Go ahead. Sorry, coach. No, I just, I don't try to, well, this guy's only a fullback, so he's going to do this. This guy's a flex guy, so he'll do that. I teach right. everybody cross – I cross-teach. I teach everybody to do everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, you just know like, – uh, Go ahead. I was just saying, just like offensive lines. Like, you know, you, you play left tackle. You, you, you're the backup left tackle. You better be able to play right tackle. You're the right, right guard. You better be able to play left guard. You're, you're, you play either guard position. You better be able to play center. And some of the best guys I ever had, I had, I had, I had certain guys that could play all five positions. Now you, your versatility, your, you add value, and that way you're never in a bind. <laughs> you never get stuck, you know, in a bind because you got everybody prepared to play everything. So right, absolutely. I teach the same way. I coach the same way, and and then you can find, you know, now you get to find what what your guys are good at and play to their strengths instead of trying to, you know, focus on on their weaknesses. And you know what they're good at, but but. Again, like you said, they have the ability to do whatever you need them to do. Um, but you, as a coach, know what they're what they're best at. You know, absolutely right. So, last question I've got for you, Coach: um, If you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offense alignment from guys you played with, guys you've coached, or guys you were just a fan of, who would be on that five man offensive line? Oof, man, good one <laughs> right there. Oh, I don't know if I have enough time for that one. <laughs> Wow. Uh, let's see here. You'd have to go with um, – I'm going to throw it back a little bit here. You'd have to go center day, starting the center, starting the middle. Got to be a smart guy. Mm-hmm. The guy that uh, can control and direct traffic. Um, boy, put me on the spot here. I know. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. That's a good question. <laughs> 
Uh, center-wise, probably go with uh, – oh, probably go with uh, probably Mike Webster right there, the old okay. state. Throw it back there, Hall of Famer there. Um, Guard-wise, oh, you'd probably go with uh, oh, Forrest Gregg from uh, the Packers. Oh, nice. Good choice. Pulling guard there. Left guard. Left guard spot. Let's go with uh, oh, what was my big cat uh, from Cowboys? Oh, Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Guard yep. right there. He played both. He played tackle and guard, but he's probably – Big old dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, tackle wise, probably go with um, UCLA Ravens. Um, Joe, I know. Um, Jonathan Ogden. Jonathan Ogden. Yeah, yep. he he was playing at UCLA. He was finishing UCLA when I first got to Washington State. Okay. Early years, so watching him play, he was super nimble, athletic on his feet. Um, uh, other other right tackle spot, probably. Anthony Munoz. Okay. Yeah, can, some old school guys in there. Can, hey, man, I dig it. I'm I'm a I'm an old school guy myself, so I I, I can appreciate all those names and and it's uh it's always it's been it's been fun asking coaches that question because every I've had different responses from everybody, you know. So it's been it's been very interesting to kind of know yeah. um, who everybody sort of watched while they were growing up or, or while they were playing. So who who would you put on there? Uh, who'd I, somebody asked me that the other day and I think I had Mike Webster. Um, I think I had, I had Larry Allen. I think I picked, um, John Hanna at, at the other guard who played for the Patriots. And like, the oh yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then I can't remember who my, ta- I think one of my tackles was a guy that I actually played with, um, who was just an absolute technical freak and, and wasn't one of those guys that was never big or strong or faster or anything, but was just a technician and, and, you know, you, you couldn't get by him. Um, I can't remember who my other guy was that I picked. I think I probably threw Kevin Mawai on there somewhere just cause I like Kevin. He's a good dude. Um, yeah. but yeah, I've got, mine probably changes every day depending on what time of day you ask me. So <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. yeah, I guess the other guy I'd throw on there if I had a six guy would be uh, Walter Jones. Yeah. Played yeah. Talk about Walter, Walter Jones is a guy he could probably could, could have played cowboy back for you. Oh, man, he was super athletic. Yeah. yeah. That guy can move, man. Yeah. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on talking with me. Um, before you get out of here, do me a favor and drop your Twitter handle for all the listeners and, and uh, any other information you want these guys to know. Yeah. No, my Twitter handle is at Jason McIndoo. And I uh, just really appreciate you, man. You guys do a great job. Try to tune in to uh, Hog Football Chat when I can, you know, on Monday night. So I enjoy what you guys do. Awesome. I, I thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys are staying safe and, and staying healthy and uh, looking forward to, to talking with you when this is all over. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate right, you Take care. Thanks again for everyone listening. And remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of hog football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our hog football chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.